Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. To celebrate the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, two of the worst podcast ideas of all time, Plumbing the Death Star and Worst Idea of All Time, have come together for a very special crossover episode where we delve deep into the rich universe of grown-ups too. So sit back, close your eyes and listen to five grown men dissect one of the many Adam Sandler's cinematic masterpieces. And don't forget to subscribe to Worst Idea of All Time. You're probably better off if you unsubscribe to us though. <clears throat> You're listening to the Sans Pants Network. Let's Stop. just kick it up. Let's just go. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. If we fuck up the intro, we can just do it. Away. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. It's just, funny. It's just, just funny. for fun. If you're having fun, they're having fun. You know, just don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach, let's do it. Thanks. Cheers. Yeah, yeah. We've done... It's not. It's, it's nice. Uh, by the way, I say that to if like anyone I meet, I say that to even if it's not about a podcast or comedy. I think it's like the most inane, funniest thing you can say. But just honestly, just throw this one away. We've got a great one. So you've got to let Joel start. You simply must. Uh, with Tim's inspiration, I feel like I can finally actually do the introduction. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exciting. That's nice. yeah. Hey everyone, and welcome to a very special edition, a crossover episode between Whoa. the worst idea of all time and plumbing the Death Star. I'm Joel. I'm also Joel. I'm Jackson. I'm Guy. And I'm Tim. <laughs> and today... And together... Oh, you go. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are asking the important questions, like, how does the economy work in Grown Ups 2? So, Guy and Tim, you are obviously Grown Ups 2 experts. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Plumbing the Death Star. Team Plumbing the Death Star have <laughs> seen the movie uh, once together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. I think I've seen it once by myself. I yeah. need to confess, it was something of a phone watch. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The yeah. movie did not captivate yeah, me yeah, yeah. Uh, much. That's okay, because right. it doesn't matter if we didn't really watch yeah. it, because... You two obviously have watched it okay. enough times for all of us. Before we go on, though, let's get some quick math. We've, we've got a phone watch. What's the collective total, do you think, of viewing Grown Ups 2 for your side of the podcast equation? I would say that I, when we watched it together, yeah. I was paying enough attention to say that it wasn't a phone watch. My mm-hmm. phone may not have even been with me, so that's, that's one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, I looked over at my good friend Jackson, who was on his phone, and I was like, did you see that? That was so funny, which felt bad to do in Grown Ups 2. <laughs> And he wasn't paying yeah, attention. I didn't see whatever was it. so funny. Yeah. yeah. I, in fact, although I think I might have tried to lie and say I did, so you didn't no, ask no, any no. follow up <laughs> questions. I was like, you missed it. That was probably the best joke of the movie. Yeah. And then I did the joke for you. <laughs> okay, that's kind of. Weird. I know you're reminiscing about the broader experience, but I just have to know what the joke was. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm okay. so curious. So at that point.
it in the movie, it was uh, see because I've only seen it once. Characters' names not going to be great with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. physical description will do, and we yep. will be able uh, to deliver. Uh, it was David Bjorn Ironside from Vikings. That character. <laughs> yeah, David Spade's son, Brayden. Brayden. Bra- <laughs> yeah, thank you. So Brayden went. It's just a weird cutaway where he is sitting in like a floating inflatable oh, like, yeah. tube yeah. thing. And yeah, just, I yeah. think he just says, I love summer. No, it he doesn't. says one word as the camera slowly <laughs> zooms into him and he dead eyes the camera, summertime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he says it because he sees those two other boys, Adam Sandler and Chris Rock's sons, uh, pissing beer out yeah, of their yeah. cocks. And he just goes, summertime. <laughs> and yeah. it's good, it's threatening, it's menacing. Yeah, but it's, also a, it's, it's incredible. Uh, promise of whimsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which is what I like about it. It just doesn't match the rest of the mm. movie whatsoever. No. It's like a gif. They just put a gif in the middle of the movie <laughs> yeah. and they're like, this will work. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the movie is kind of a different movie than yeah, the yeah. movie that we're watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just feels there's yeah. not much, like, uh, it's all disjointed. It just feels like when there's a gag that's run its course, it just ends. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Like, there's no real closure to they a They do a things. sitcom thing where they often, and i kind of forgotten this because it has been a little while between drinks, but yeah. they do, like, a little <laughs> musical interlude mm. to make a joke work. They'll <laughs> deliver a punchline, and then it'll be like, dun, 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 dun. It's like, wait a minute. This is a movie, guys. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's a welcome reminder that a movie is whatever you make it. Yeah, that's true. And that's true. If it goes for an hour and a half, you can do whatever you yeah. want and call it a, it's movie, a movie and you're fine. Yeah, that's why true. we got movie length. I just want to answer your collective question. Um, probably between us, between 104 and 112 <laughs> times. Yeah. So. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. between you us, four, yeah, yeah. four, <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Yeah, this is one hundred and four to one hundred and fourteen. Yep. So there's quite a bit of a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that uh, watching this uh, with people that hadn't seen it, even though I had seen it once and vaguely remembered it, knowing that the movie opens with a deer piss joke, yeah, it, it's is good. It a joke? You... <laughs> it's just a thing that happened. Well, well yeah, presumably yeah. it's meant to be funny. The family <laughs> take it in their stride, yeah, and we'll get to actually answering the question in a moment. Oh, We've yeah. just got to get some feelings about grown ups. Yeah, yeah, too yeah, well. yeah, 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 yeah. We get it. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because Adam Sandler's character gets pissed on by a deer, and he's mm-hmm. scared about the deer being in his room at first. But then, when the deer's out of the house, yeah. they're just like, "Oh, that's just like a." Yeah, it's nice what? that him and his son shared deer piss. Yeah, like the yeah. same deer piss. Yeah. 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 Do you know what's weird though? And this is like an observation you would only get after you know a, a collective triple digits effort mm. from yeah. the side of the the pond. So this deer, right? That I hadn't even realized this before, but the deer is the whole reason at the very end of the movie when the party gets disrupted. So there's a big fight, but then the college kids all get scared by the deer. So this deer at the start of the movie <laughs> elicits very little fear out of Adam Sandler's family, but then elicits so much fear out of an entire college campus of kids. Yeah, because well, it eats a man's penis. Yeah, yeah. it eats a man's penis I mean, if right I off. Saw a deer eat a man's penis, I might be scared <laughs> of deer from then on. Yeah. Really, it's terrible. You don't expect it from a a bear. Yeah. I think, deer. yeah, I think in a way I'm already a little bit scared that like a de- not a deer will eat my penis, but like <laughs> that like maybe Someone like a will. horse or a cow will. You overestimate how appealing your penis is to these vegetarian <laughs> animals. Well, I think it's because that's a, that's a worst case scenario. That's a lot. La- you know, that's their last option. I think it's because they <laughs> said when they, when you feed a deer or a, not a deer, you feed a cow or a horse a carrot, mm. they're like you need to have a flat palm. 
because otherwise they'll think your finger's a carrot. Yeah. And I guess in my head, I'm like, if a horse has such a poor understanding of what a carrot is, if I'm in a situation where I'm... <laughs> you know, tracing around the farmyard, dude, is the day you were born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there's a chance that a horse will bite my penis off. You, That's scary. You, you put yourself in a situation where a horse is at risk of mistaking your cock for a carrot, and that's entirely on you. Like, the horse is just operating on instinct. Jackson, normally I wouldn't team up with Guy to bully someone, but take some fucking personal responsibility, <laughs> would you? If you are so frequently in an environment with horses, butt naked, your member blowing in the wind... I think that's you need to take a look at yourself. Yeah, rather than be scared. Take some self respect. Yeah, put on some. Pants. This would be rude to say if I was bleeding from my crotch. <laughs> if I was lying it's there true. and you're like, well, yeah, we you know what? Shouldn't yeah, have been we, nude at the farm, we, dude. We put on clothes to pat this horse, and here even you then, are. with the information you've given us, I think it would be totally fair enough. <laughs> I would take no pity. I'd say, what did you expect? We literally warned you about this exact thing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look. I am sorry you have no dick anymore and that that horse (laughs) ate your penis and that you're currently bleeding quite a substantial amount. But (laughs) you've got to understand that once you're healed up and aren't going to die from getting your dick eat by a horse, we aren't going to be like kind about this. (laughs) We will be stern and be like, well, yeah, you got what you deserved. Please call an ambulance. <laughs> In a minute. <laughs> to berate you more. Stop admonishing not done with You know what? Maybe we'd take sympathy and pity and we'd really hold your hand. We'd wait for the paramedics and we'd usher you to the hospital and then you'd be put under anesthetic for whatever surgery is required yeah. to mend the mess that you have created <laughs> by your own hand. And uh, what we'd say is to the surgeon, we'd, we'd give them a sort of a flaccid, slightly old carrot and we'd say, sew that on. <laughs> it feels weird that you guys have taken such a pop shot at grown-ups for having a deer piss joke at the start and we've been doing an extended riff about Jackson's penis getting eaten off like it feels like an hour right. now so to move this on I'm going to open a beer onto the mic That's what, do you ex- what do you expect like what what are you left with to talk about yeah um, yeah but, Come on. I mean, so, so but bro- broadly speaking, what yep. were your experiences of the film today? Were they positive? Were they negative? I, I think I, they were sort of neutral. I would say. negative, I yeah, feel, yeah. from my end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It falls into the category of movie for me where it's a positive experience because I like to be reminded that movies like this exist. Yeah. Uh, and because there's a lot of very baffling decisions in it mm. that are... Uh, yeah, pretty memorable. In fact, it's a similar experience I had to when I saw the Adam Sandler vehicle blended in cinemas. Yeah. And there's a Dale Stain cameo just in the middle of the film. And I was like, who is this for? This is an American film set in Africa, which has now just been revealed to be South Africa, featuring yeah. a South African cricket player. And there's a joke about how cricket isn't the same as baseball. Yeah. And I'm like, this is in a movie and it made it all the way to cinema. And I just. It's for Adam. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. A lot of stuff but, that's in the productions is for Adam Sandler. But then even Adam Sandler doesn't seem to care about cricket. Why is yeah. Dale Stain in the movie? Yeah, I don't know. To me, it was just this like. It does give you hope that you can really produce anything. Yeah. Um, and someone will watch it and find it yeah. entertaining, mm. which is really nice to know. Grand Two made like $300 million yeah, or something. Yeah, which is an insane mm, yeah. amount of money. I just, I don't know. It feels like, uh, you know, they, they say comedy is a, is a, a sort of medium that ages real quickly. And I feel that this one was aging as they were doing yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think part of that's why I like it. Yeah. I like that I can watch <laughs> a bad movie and be like. That was just sort of unashamedly yeah. a bad movie. It doesn't impact yeah. my life any. Just a like, good, you know, it's crazy that these yeah. were some of the comedy greats of the nineties. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? Like the on the two thousands, that these were like, no, these are the funniest motherfuckers mm. that we can chuck on screen. Don't worry, everything they do is going to be good. 
And I think they themselves are like, man, we got you know we've been out of the game for a while. We got to bring our A game for these films. <laughs> yeah, man, there's some it funny people out insane. there, and it's gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Chris Rock being in this movie still to this day shakes me to my core. <laughs> like he is an important comedian, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, what is he doing? This would have come out either during the production or just before he made Top Five. Yeah, which was Chris Rock's return, like him in a star vehicle in a mm. film, and also like there was like a critically well-received film. Mm. They've all made good, uh, save for maybe Kevin James. Like, they've, their career has all maintained yeah. comedic value. No, mm. Kevin James actually has redeemed himself because he did all of those hilarious online videos oh, that's where he would true. like insert himself into and they were brilliant oh, they were like, really was funny. good yeah, he was yeah. the sound guy he would put himself at, yeah he was that's right he was the sound guy on like famous sets yeah. did you not see these no I thought yeah. I sent them to you they're fucking well done yeah. it's just Very like funny. they'll be shooting I Am Legend or something and then you know the, the frames just sort of turns a little bit and Kevin James is like drop the boom onto Will Smith <laughs> or, yeah. it's good shit yeah, yeah. Well, Ryan yeah. Gosling and Ryan Gosling is doing the whole speech from uh, which film was it in one a of the speech one. from Ryan Gosling? Yeah, uh, most of his films, I guess. A, rom- a romantic one, if this helps. Crazy Stupid Love? Nah, nah. The one oh. where he climbs a Ferris wheel, I think. Uh, okay. Alzheimer's Love. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the Notebook. Yeah, the Notebook. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. And now a quick word from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are you, like me, a big old fantasy nerd who maybe dabbled in Magic the Gathering in high school but then had to stop playing it because it ruined the friendship when one of you played the Slivers deck and your good friend Steve, who you no longer talk to, had a bad time? Or maybe you saw Lord of the Rings and thought to yourself, I can't wait to get more fantasy films and shows. They can only keep getting better. And then we got two horrible seasons of the Shannara Chronicles and Warcraft the film. Or you picked up the Dungeons and Dragons player handbook, flicked through it, and were filled with hope and excitement that your friendship group could come together on a regular basis to play a game of imaginations. But oh no, you and all your friends are scum, and you could barely organize a piss up in a brewery. But don't worry, you can live vicariously through us where we play Dungeons and Dragons on a podcast called D&Ds for Nerds. Form parasocial relationships, not just with us, but the characters we play. Become overly attached to a fictional wizard who is bad at magic, or a fictional rogue who is bad at magic, or a fictional warrior who, coincidentally, is also bad at magic. Basically, we don't understand how magic works, and that is filtered through literally every character we play. 
Each campaign is standalone, but long-time listeners will find themselves following a greater story set over centuries. Just search for D&D is for Nerds on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's never been a better time to be a big old fantasy nerd. I'd just like to circle back to uh, Jackson's point about taking comfort and, yeah, and knowing it's bad and that's, and that's fine and you meet it on its terms and it, it makes it inoffensive. And like to think of all of these guys as comedy titans mm. or, or, or whatever at different phases in their career and it is like there's a, there's a weird calm that washes over you and seeing that none of them are trying. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just no, this absolutely. unspoken, at least to us as an audience, agreement that none of them are going to put an effort in. And watching Chris Rock act in this movie today, I was like, I can act that good. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't act. But he's like, he's walking around being like, no, today's your diaper day. Yeah. yeah. And to like, know that I, we could have been in Grown Ups yeah. too. That's yeah. the comfort. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. the five of us, yeah, I, got, yeah, I did that yeah. math right, did yeah. Grown Ups too, it would well, be just as good. Yeah. Like, you know? I think the, the real hard part would be the five of us cumulatively having worthy comedy careers that would get us to a point where we <laughs> just have the right to make Grown Ups too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and so I say to the other four of you, catch up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're doing <laughs> our best. Get on my Try trailblazer, it. Tim. Oh, yeah, I don't know, it's very nice. Like as, a, like as a business owner, it's really nice that you can openly sort of commit I guess tax fraud. Yeah. yeah. Um, and everyone is just okay with it. You're yeah. Just it's like, I'm doing lovely. this for a lovely holiday and a catch up with my friends. Mm. And everyone is like, yeah, great. We're on board. Enjoy. Yeah. Enjoy. So, Here's some money. Other highlights of the film is clearly where there's just no script for certain scenes, mm. which is fine <laughs> yeah. for like the, you know, the comedy titans of the 90s. Mm. There's also a lot of children in this film. Yeah. So often you'll have actors improvising and the children who aren't meant to be responding in the way they're responding, just pissing themselves laughing in the background. Yeah. Well, what's his name? Nick Swardson. Yes. Swardson yeah. is, um, mm. bus you know, driver man. Yeah, yeah. You know, improvising about how he's cooked as a bus driver. And then you've got Adam Sandler's kids in the background, just laughing nonstop. I have to say just cause like it would pay me to leave this out, but I watched this on Netflix today and we did our whole season. I think using a pirated copy, we downloaded it online. Yeah, pirated yeah. Copy. Um, and they, they've fucking, they've cut jokes out of the Netflix what? line. That I'm really? so used to seeing and it really messed me up. Like there's a, so there's a Nick Swardson line about how, um, when they first meet up with him and Adam Sandler asks how he's doing and he says that he got floated a couple pills at a Cypress Hill concert. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and like understand, Understandably, in this children's comedy movie, <laughs> that, that joke has been cut. Well, that yeah, because huh. we watched it, because uh, we're currently in the UK, we watched it on Sky, yeah, uh, yeah. and that joke was still in it. Yeah, thank so. God. Cool, cool, cool. Well, yeah. the joke that I really missed, because I actually did miss that, and the way the comedic beat worked, instead the joke ended on being like, uh, she caught me eating a banana with my butt, and yes. then the punchline, the or the tag, is like, I shouldn't have done it at her mum's house. Yeah. And mm. it gets out, and I'm like, I don't like the joke, but it, comedically that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. You haven't yeah. just let him do one improv and left it all in. But the joke I really missed is it's a scene, the surrounding scene I don't miss so much, it's in a gymnasium, and it's oh, uh, I know Chris Rock's daughter yeah. and Bumpty, and they're sort of like flirting on the rafters or something. And then the gym the gym teacher, who's this sports broadcaster in America called Dan Patrick, yep. is like sort of, he throws a ball it bumped in knocks him out and then he goes who wants to watch me climb a rope <laughs> and it's like always stood out you know it's just such a phenomenal delivery and it's like a, it's actually a funny line as and well why would they cut that? and they it's cut that too. too what that's so baffling do they cut it because yeah. the follow-up joke which is significantly less funny is bumpty lying on the ground looking up the gym teacher's shorts and makes a comment about his balls 
That was gone too, I think. Of course. You yeah, that was gone you too. You couldn't cut that line and then just have a scene of Bundy mm. looking at a gym teacher's book. That's more sinister. I guess that's, I guess that's why they cut it. Yeah. yeah. Because the punchline to them, if the punchline to us was his fantastic delivery <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. on who wants to watch me climb a rope, but to them, it's the kids seeing the balls of the gym teacher. Yeah. So I wonder if it's for some reason... Fun. We can't have kids watching balls, so we'll cut this and we'll cut yeah. that. Or it could just be pacing. They were like, it's a bit too long. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll cut this out. That, uh, one hour, 40 minute run time. Yeah, we can yeah, yeah, get yeah, it we... down to 135, baby. No, I did. It was, it was actually, when I checked at the start, it was running 136 on Netflix. So your <laughs> instincts are phenomenal, Joel. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Things done. that still work in this movie. John Lovitz. Yes. David Spade, I'm never upset to see him on screen. He's got an easygoing charisma. I think because it feels like he's never trying when he's not trying, it works for him. Yeah. He's got another joke that took me by surprise in the movie that made me laugh out loud, even though it's a very 90s joke. The movie puts like in quotes, unappealing women yeah. in situations with David Spade and then it's referenced that he slept with them. Yeah. And then it happens again when the pizza delivery mm-hmm. lady delivers a pizza and his son's, uh, Brayden, is yeah. his name? Son's mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. You got nice. it. Nice. Well, well done. Well done. done. And like he grabs a pizza that's like the weird, incredibly intensely sexual flirting. Yeah. And then Brayden's looking at his dad and David Spade shuts the door and he's just like, mm, they're not all tense. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's genuinely funny in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. great delivery on that line. The moments between uh, Higgins, David Spade and his son, Brayden, are like, you know, when he arrives and he's on the phone, hiccups McGee and all that shit, you can yeah. take or leave. But then when he shows up and he's got the drawing of the man, it's like, <laughs> you're him. It's like, yeah, without the hat. That's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's yeah. very good. I, I did like if you squint, there is potentially like maybe four different potentially good films yeah. Yeah. in this film. So you've got like a deadbeat dad kind of connecting with their very aggressive uh, son that they've just found out mm-hmm. about. You've got like someone being like, "Oh, where I'm aging out. I'm approaching this kind of thing where I can't do the things that I used to do, and I I don't want a fourth kid." But yeah. my wife, you know, oh god, she's pregnant. Uh, what am so I going to do? Dealing with that. You've also got like a nice coming of age film between yeah. like all the kids there. You've got something where what uh, Kevin James loves his mum too much. Yeah. I don't yeah, yeah. really know what that was about. Yeah. But there's definitely yeah. like some nice films that you call like nice stories. But you surely it's all like, coincidental. Like yeah. surely yeah. it's all. Oh, it's oh, just oh, like yeah. David Spade nah. was like, it'd be funny if I had a huge son. Nah. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> Write it in. Yeah. Yeah. A huge son with the shit like facial mustache. Yeah. Yeah. I've got. Yeah, and good. it is funny to I have mean, a huge son. That's not. That's not. I like the idea of it because when you write a movie or like not that I've written and made a movie but when you create anything and you write it down and then there's a separate team of people in production who work on it yeah you show up and they're like we can't find the right colored giant tire and you're like oh man like it didn't have to be green i just wrote that yeah. you know <laughs> and this movie reeks of moments where adam sandler showed up to set and they've got all of the elaborate can, things that they've s- called for like, i can around see him. him in his like production office just throwing a rubber ball at the wall and someone's <laughs> writing down what he's saying yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and then the tire runs through the entire town and then we jump off a waterfall, <laughs> and then there's a raft. We, the raft gag's so good, we're going to use it twice. It's the second movie I've seen recently that has a joke about a man's head going into another man's asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hancock being the other one, the uh, 2008 Will Smith superhero vehicle. Well, Except- see, because we'd watched that recently for for a couple of episodes, and in that, like, he people do go in assholes, like yeah, it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so when, because I'd never seen Grown Ups too, obviously, you were like, you warned me. 
Mm. You were like, there's going to be some. Too. David Spade goes in Kevin Kevin James's asshole, and then I was almost disappointed when because yeah. I think I think my personal fan theory is that he didn't really. Mm. <laughs> you Although, know, I mean, it would be like the logistics of it of uh, Kevin James falling ass first yeah. naked onto David Spade. Yeah, and clearly you're like, oh, he fell on his head. That's what. Well, I'm assuming a digit must have been because he was shielding his face, yeah. right? But, like, the angle and the velocity and all yeah. that just kind of angling it right for David Spade. I, I don't think it happened. I think David to... Spade was just making a joke. Should we give a little context to those who haven't seen Grown Ups too? Yeah, yeah. sure. This, so, uh, Adam Sandler, Chris Rock, Kevin James, and David Spade are forced by some college kids to jump off a famous peak, yeah. Yeah, the quarry that overlooks the river called Suicide 35, which is 35 feet above the water, and they force them to do it naked. Yeah. Mm. So, we get this hilarious montage <laughs> of our four comedy superstars yeah. jumping naked off of this thing and we just see their asses and uh kevin james is kind of a big guy and uh it's, <laughs> yep. it's actually it's pretty funny because david spade's got in the water just before him and uh kevin james is a pretty heavy guy and he lands right on top of his head <laughs> yeah and but he sustains in this looney tunes universe he sustains no lasting injuries <laughs> even though like Guaranteed kill a man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of the college kids are silent at the edge of the lake as their lives are changed forever. <laughs> you know, yeah. a realistic version of that. Yeah. That's a trauma bond they take oh, for the rest of yeah. their lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. It started like, off you... like the good bit of Stand By Me, but then it ended like the bad bit of Stand By Me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess if you take a lot of the Looney Tunes, like, uh, I guess, the physics of this movie, yeah. there's a lot of dead people. Oh, yeah. Well, David Spade's dead. The bus driver's dead multiple times. What, uh, what would happen mm. if you got rolled in a tire? Like David Spade well, did in real life. Well, go to mush, right? <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So this happened while we were watching it. There was two scenes. One was a tire scene, and I can't remember what the other one was. Yeah. I think when they were hanging the uh, bus driver. I know exactly what it'll be. Down. It'll be when when Nick Swartzen. You're right. He's the bus driver. It's it's specifically when he drops him and then he's on the floor and then he accelerates yeah. and his head just smacks into <laughs> yeah. the back of the bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He's very purple. Like his hands and like <laughs> arms and face are very purple. Yeah. The blood is rushing to like there. So the moment his face impacts the back of the bus, like it's popping like a pimple, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the reason I bring up the tire and it wasn't that moment, there was another moment oh, okay. in the film where uh, my good friend Joel Zamet was like, if they did that in real life, they'd be dead. Much, yeah. right? And two out of the three examples, not the boss example, but the tire one, definitely. I was like, oh, no, I've seen what would happen because they do this exact stunt in Jackass. Uh, <laughs> the new one? The tire one is in the series, I think. Yeah. Um, right, right, right. But yeah, like there's a couple of instances where you were like, oh, no, that wouldn't work. And I was like, no, I've seen what does to the human body. They I, spew heaps. Yeah, I just feel like going that fast, like kind of, you know, uh, yeah. would do something to your brain. Yeah, mm. I feel like it, feels well, like it would it also sever something. It would kill Shaquille O'Neal as well when he stops it with his wiener. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Big time. Shaquille O'Neal is having so much fun in this movie. Everyone Probably the, seems to be having really a lot has. of fun in this yeah. film. That's, it's lovely. It's lovely to see. The nicest thing about Shaquille O'Neal comes across as one of the stronger actors. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like cause it, he's excited by the opportunity, so he actually mm. tries. Guy and everyone's and I, like, Guy and I have watched like all of the behind the scenes footage and promo interviews, even stuff that like didn't go to air anywhere. There's special <laughs> places on the internet that we've found where it's like <laughs> <laughs> promo interviews that never mm. got like aired anywhere. Yeah. And everyone raves 
talks about what a fucking good dude Shaq is. <laughs> and that he's just like hilarious, kind, mm. great a, actor. A big part of Sandler's like, he he has basketball hoops on all of his sets. Yeah. Yep. And like a huge part of, you know, it would be fun for Shaquille O'Neal to be in an Adam Sandler movie. More than that, it would be fun for Adam Sandler to play basketball oh, yeah. with Shaquille O'Neal. Like <laughs> all he wants to this, do is play It threatened this movie. There was a guy who was part of the um, production yeah. of Grown Ups 2 who got in touch with us during season one and told us that they were running like hideously behind schedule because Adam Sandler and the guys just kept playing basketball <laughs> and they should have been like shoot, they were just they were fucking off all the time that's awesome by all accounts Adam Sandler sounds like the nicest man yeah. in Hollywood oh yeah, yeah. Big he's, he's I, wish, I wish we were part of his circle just yeah. to like be involved in any of these films and have a lovely time with all these people do you think what? that we could just label our podcast as a happy Madison production and just hope. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Terrific. Surely he doesn't know everything within his empire. Yeah. <laughs> surely we can fly in under the radar. I've got a podcast? Yeah, okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I could have done that at some point. All right. Yeah. Put them in Grown Ups 3. Sure. Film. All right. Yeah, yeah. Makes yeah, sense. All right. Why not? Have I met him? I've, I feel yeah. we've reached the po- the point in the podcast where we, we probably should start yeah. hammering down That's yes. true. into the economy yeah, of yeah, the yeah. Grown Ups 2. So talk us. Talk because, us through the question. Like, yeah, why, yeah, yeah. why, why did you decide that this would be the question for the yeah. day? I, I think I've got some theories half yeah. watching this film, but I, I'm curious. Yeah, to I'm see, curious uh, as to what, 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 why you think the economy is is doesn't make so sense. interesting. Well, yeah. I think I'm so, with. I mean, I'll let. Tim and Guy answer this because this was their idea for the question. But watching it, I was like, straight away, Mm. I was like, oh, yeah, they're absolutely on here Uh, because no one goes to work at any point. That's not true. We we see Chris Rock specifically mm. go to work to not work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm fascinated by because when this sort of proposal got floated that we would do a mashup episode and yeah. we were looking for what question to kind of interrogate the movie with, I was like, the in- <laughs> at this point, approaching the 60th watch, <laughs> the interesting bit for me is specifically how the economy of this town works. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not like jobs don't exist that would be way cleaner. Yeah. It would be like, we could assume there was some sort of universal basic income yeah, yeah, program yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or or they're all rich living mm-hmm. off some sort of stipend, uh, yeah. whatever. But it's not like that. It's more complicated because yeah. jobs exist and some of them have jobs. Yeah. But Kevin James works in an auto body shop, mm-hmm. which he visits for seemingly 20 minutes. <laughs> day. I believe he, does um, he own it? Yeah. Or is he a co-owner he, it's, of it? Yeah, it's his, I think it's his shop. Yeah, yeah okay. Um, David Spade works part-time at a go-kart track. Yeah. We know, we, Adam Sandler's job in this is never referenced, and we only it, know because we've seen Grown Ups 1. Do you know what? It is mentioned, and without wanting to get ahead of answering yeah. the question, Colin Quinn, when there's like a, a sort of a moment of harmony amongst the, the townies, as they're called by the frat boys, uh, says, Lenny Fader left this town, went to Hollywood, oh, made true. big bucks, Probably more than all you boneheads were making your whole lives all put together. And then he came back. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because his home. And um, there's something to me, because watching it, I was like, it, the interesting thing is it's, they, they all have jobs, but again, it's sort of Looney Tune universe, like a child interpretation of what a job is. Selma yeah. Hayek owns a boutique fashion store where she yeah. goes, her employee is incredibly unprofessional <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and harangues her yeah. about having dated her husband. And she's like, okay, well, you're in charge of the business. I'm she going to work out. She kicks her employee in the head. Actually, you can't do that. Yeah, it's yeah. actually not allowed. It's, uh, I feel like at, at one point, like uh, she had easy 
easy grounds to fire that woman. Yeah. But then now the employee clearly has grounds to sue the <laughs> shit yeah. out of her employer. By well, especially in America. She's, yeah, she's inviting trouble. Well, I guess there is... Yeah, because we could probably go through the jobs that are in this yeah. film. Because one of Adam Sandler's kids works at an ice cream store for about 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got... Uh, yeah, Salma Hayek runs the boutique clothing yeah, uh-huh. store. Uh-huh. We've got the yoga instructor. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Yoga, that's a job. Yeah, yoga instructor. Cleaning at the yoga yeah. instructor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, janitor. Right. janitor. That's right. Yeah. 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 Although he seems to be CD cleaning janitor. multiple places. He seems well, he's to be he's a janitor. He's the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's the only game in town. Yeah. Because he's also... The clown... Sorry, the clown. The town is very... Clean. Yeah, well, so yeah, he's doing a good. He's job. also the janitor at the school. Yeah. Remember, he's got he's got them by the short and curly. Like, because God, <laughs> me, oh my, human resources wants to fire him, but boy, does he keep things speaking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if only he didn't do such a good job. Uh, you've got Kmart. Yeah, yeah. yeah Kmart is a. Uh, Steve Pashimi yep. is a driving instructor. Yep. yep. You've uh, got a coffee shop that yeah. uh, the bus driver crashes into, and I assume orders a coffee. Yeah. Bus driver. Bus driver. Obviously, Shaquille um, O'Neal. You got the police. Of the cops. We've yeah. got cops. So we've got like a municipal sort of civil service structure yeah. going on. People are paying taxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. happening. But like, how the fuck are they generating income? Yeah, <laughs> from like yeah. yeah. an well, ice cream well, there's shop. A whole, you know, there's that's a school, so there's like a teacher. Yeah, that's You've true. Got that's the principal true. There, that's a whole then, system. You also got a university that's quite close. I can only assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. But is this a university town? But then on top of that, all of these jobs we see, yeah. mo- apart from the cleaner who is clearly everywhere and doing an incredible yeah. job all the time, yeah. no one is actually doing their job. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I guess Tim Meadows at Kmart seems to be working, but then he also gets choked out on shift. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. An impediment to thing. doing your job. If anyone <laughs> is working in this movie, they get stopped immediately. There's like some sort of force where if, if someone is being, which is, okay, so here's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. There is like some sort of heavily socialist underpinning, <laughs> which, which sort of girdles the town. So if anyone is starting to be productive in this economy, they must be cut off at the knees because it's like <laughs> if you start this Cold War arms race of earning actual yeah, yeah, money yeah. And, and, and forming a productive industry here suddenly we're all going to be doing nine to five five days a week and frankly that is not compatible with our lives that really changes the scene where Chris Rock doesn't go to work because it's it's, it's no longer like it's he's lazy he's like I can't <laughs> yeah God, fighting for his life he, yeah, he's a, he is a cable guy <laughs> he's a cable guy who who we know just has one job for the entire day and that's not even a case where like with the other stuff like Kevin James we're sort of extrapolating that he's there for 20 minutes in the day at the yeah. shop and with owns, Kevin James he, o- he owns the place too so you can yeah. assume maybe it's employees True. that are actually doing yeah. a lion's share of the work well yeah because the, the very muscular sexy lady she yeah. works for the uh, yeah exactly so uh, he's got that's true. people working for him mm. yeah but Chris Rock we know his entire day like his schedule that day he's been booked to do one install <laughs> job yeah yeah what yeah. if, what it's it... not viable, guys. If I was a cable, if I was Comcast, yeah. I'd get the fuck out of that town. <laughs> Something weird's going on. Oh, heaps. See, I, I have. I, th- I think. Yeah. So, because uh, again, when we're talking about, there's a scene uh, just before the hilarious uh, Titans of Comedy are, are jumping off a cliff yeah. naked. So there's that, that that scene where the um, I guess the, the the frat boys are mocking these people. We do go through their jobs. Yeah, and one of them is like you know points to Kevin James. I think it's Chris Rock. Points to Kevin James. Like he owns like one of the best 
uh, auto mm. repair shops. This guy he works part time at a go kart. Blah, blah. But they they all very deliberately not mention what Adam Sandler does. Oh, okay, it's a w- really weird scene because they just kind of f- focus on Adam Sandler's face and nothing happens. Yeah, and they don't really say anything. And then of course they jump off naked, hilarious. Yeah, I wonder if they did that because that may have been a pickup or something. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work uh-huh. if they say. It's so, it's so funny because it's a movie that made three hundred million US. <laughs> Dollars and you're like maybe someone forgot to say it. <laughs> no, I think that what, I think that what happened is not that they forgot to say it, but just that they had the ending scene where they're like, "He left this town and he came back to this town after making that's big Hollywood box." To be, Joel, that's not supposed to be a reveal. Yeah, yeah what are you yeah. talking about? What? That only works if no, no one uh, has seen Grown Ups One. It's not a twist. No. It's not- <laughs> It's because they're saying it to Taylor Lautner, who is also the same person who this speech is to before. I think it would that. actually make more sense if it was addressed here, and then, and then later it would it become a callback. Like he's like a big Hollywood um, big shot at the end. Like, yeah, he, he said, and he came back because exactly. of... Exactly. Anywho. So they don't mention his name, or they don't mention what his job is, whatever, then yeah. they make him uh, do, the, do the jump. So my theory is that we... Because we don't really know how much Adam Sandler made when mm. he was a big Hollywood uh, superstar big agent, whatever. Yeah. But I think he made a lot of money. I'm thinking he made like billions. Like I think he's maybe like perhaps in the one percent, as it yeah. were. And so I think he kind of came back to this town because we don't, we never, do we ever see? Look, we haven't not seen Grown Ups one. No, but do yeah. we ever see the town before he came back? I'm going to assume it was a garbage town that no one cared about and was kind of like falling apart. The economy was just in the toilet. So when he came in with all his billions and was like, I miss this town and what it used to be. Because you have this Whoa. ice cream shop that isn't really like a modern day ice cream shop. That's it true. It looks like an ice cream shop. That's vintage. Kind of like out of like yeah, the 1950s or something so, like so that. So are you suggesting basically Adam Sandler is bankrolling the yes. town? Yes. I think that everyone here understands the situation, which is to make Adam Sandler or whatever his name is, Larry Ender. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Lenny, sure. Lenny Fader. Sure. Um, well, I guess I would kind of explain if everybody's kind of like Adam Sandler is where my paycheck comes mm-hmm. from. Then when David Spade is tortured by yeah, being yeah, yeah. rolled down in a tire, yeah. he's like, "Well, uh, ah. this, is, this is what I signed up for." I and guess. it's also why Adam Sandler thinks that he has, I, I guess, the you know the audacity to be like, "I'm gonna drive this bus and yeah. no one can do anything. <laughs> Nobody uh, can stop me. Even the cops." It's don't also give a, shit. A, yeah. a functional metaphor for the movie itself <laughs> yeah, and yeah. the way that the economy of the actual Happy Madison Productions runs. Yeah. Yeah. I told I I totally agree. The other the other question mark or the other like I feel like anyone who's not a main character within the world of the film but still lives in the same town <laughs> is um employed by Kmart. Yeah. And I feel like all of those people are earning an honest living. Like it's sort of Kmart appears to be there are these specific stores. You've got your fashion store, you've got a yeah. supermarket, what else? You've got your auto body shop. But like by and large, and this is I've been to some small towns, like a big store like Kmart moving in is basically death to mom and pop stores. Yeah, and this absolutely. is a place that would have previously been populated by all these little community stores and everyone's you know, they've all got their family businesses, it's how they operate. I think between Kmart and Adam Sandler, everyone is taken care of. And not everyone's happy. <laughs> well, I guess mm. this is the question then. Did Adam Sandler commission the Kmart? I oh. think the Kmart is a threat to Adam Sandler. Yeah. I think he worries oh, okay. about it. I think yeah. we, we don't see it in the movie, but at night, that's what he stresses about because he's like, it's me yeah. versus the Kmart. In fact, yeah. if Grown Ups 3 was about that, 
that would rule. We've got a duopolistic economy that is just the two poles of it are Adam Sandler's character, <laughs> Lenny Fader, which funds 50% of the economy, yeah, yeah, yeah. and Kmart funding and you, the other and half. I can actually I can understand the tension as well because the people who work at Kmart would resent everyone beneath Lenny's umbrella because like you don't know you don't know anything about an honest day's work. Yeah. Like you don't do anything for your money. You just live off of your friend like a you're sponge. In this, you're in this imagined yes. weird yeah. 1950s pseudo exactly. dream of but an ice cream But all of the store. people underneath Adam Sandler's umbrella would be like, well, that came up, moved into town, it mm. put my mum and my dad out of business, it shut down all of the locally owned and operated original stores. Yeah, and exactly. so you guys are in fact, and there's, there's grounds for, you know, you can see the value this in either feels, argument. To yeah. me, this feels like what's happening with the metaverse, that we're all like <laughs> in pretty quick order going to be living in this world, which is like Mark Zuckerberg's fucked up version of Earth. And this is like, Adam Sandler's got like, this is what the hometown was like. There was yeah. an ice cream shop and there was a go-kart track yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, just yeah, funded yeah, yeah. all of these projects that people have to then exist in full time and that's what we're headed towards it's like i gotta go that would be so weird to be like i know i need to go to my place of work for yeah. a bit to satisfy adam sandler yeah. to be like yeah they are good you you yeah. are working and you, you, you don't have to be that long yeah, yeah, oh. you kind of see this a lot in a lot again you go back to that scene where they're talking to the uh, frat the frat guys yeah and there's almost like you could kind of, if you scored that a little bit differently to kind of have the fear in, say, Adam Sandler's friends to be like, guys, shut the fuck up. You're going to ruin a good thing. You don't know yeah. what's going on here. Yeah. So please be quiet. They're seconds away from leading into being like, Adam Sandler Just, runs this town. If you if you mention something, we're going to ruin it and then we're going to have to like actually egg- deal with our lives. Yeah. And it kind of like, if you look at every single one of them and how they occupy their time, a lot of it is to go around and help Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. So you got like, a, like a, a horny David Spade being like, I'm fucking around and just doing everything. Thing, I guess I uh, go to this. There's a Truman like, Show quality to it. Yeah, like yes. when they go to the ballet recital and it's full of all these people, and you're like, "Who found all these people? Well, yeah, <laughs> why are all of these people in the auditorium yeah. to watch this ballet recital?" And yep. there's someone. It's probably someone close to him. It might be Lamonsoff between mm-hmm. visits to like his mom's yeah. and the auto body shop. He's like in charge of the accounts and he's like hiring all of these people. He's bringing them on on buses and he's putting them in a hall and he's like, Sandler's going to get here in five minutes. I've held him up with this big police fucking firing bus entrance from Kmart, but we need everyone sitting in here pronto. He's got to see that the town's popping off. A hundred percent. They're like, like we horrifying. need someone like, a, we need a big titted uh, uh, instructor there yeah. to keep Adam Sandler happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> can't have it. Out. And, and um, yeah. Yeah, it, it just seems everything there is for his benefit. Yeah, well, even his well, bully. It's, it, let's <laughs> extrapolate this out a little bit. Yeah, is this like is this how Adam Sandler is living? Do you think because he really. He is, for a lot of people, they rely on him creating these movies sort of yeah. annually to keep their families yeah. fed. Boom operators, gaffers, mm-hmm. assistant directors, mm. you know, all these. He's got this whole infrastructure, which is like a small town that moves around with him. Yeah. Shooting out these location movies because he feels just, like well, a real to Happy Madison on screen. Yeah. You know? yeah. Just, well, wasn't there actually an issue? Well, not an well, I guess an issue. Mm. But wasn't there a thing behind the scenes with this? Because Rob Schneider was cut from Grown Ups 2. But wasn't mm. there a whole thing where he was, was like... There was a scheduling conflict. <laughs> yeah, oh, was scheduling sch- conflict. That was it. It was like, no bad blood. Yeah. I was like, ah, scheduling conflict. And my wife is having a kid. So oh, I can't yeah. be in this. I remember... I mu- it must have been something else then. Because I remember Rob Schneider being like, I'm financially in trouble now. Or something like that. And I was like, 
Adam Sandler that's cut a, him out. That's a crazy, and now he's going poor. Well, dangerous way to live. <laughs> um, so what I tend to do when I'm watching a movie I either really like or don't care for, I'll just go on IMDb and read the trivia. Yeah. And so for the first one, uh, at the end of uh, Making Grown Ups, and I guess it made a shit ton of money because Adam Sandler then gifted all the cast members, uh, the main cast members, Maseratis. Yeah. And I think yes. it was Chris Rock was just like, I felt a little bit annoyed because I was Adam Sand- I felt like I was Adam Sandler's bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I just feel that maybe it's everyone a- is like, and this, again, the town is a metaphor for Adam Sandler's relationship for everyone else. That everyone is just like doing what he wants. And it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's nice. You yeah. don't have to go to work, no. but occasionally you'll be rolled into Shaquille O'Neal's penis in a tire. <laughs> and you've yeah, just got to figure out whether or not that's a deal you want to strike, you know? Yeah. It's a really interesting question about the price you put on your own dignity because it's like we're going to afford you so much freedom that you know 23 hours of the day are all yours to to live out as you choose within this protective bubble where you don't have to worry about anything yeah however for one hour a day we're gonna need you to get to the school hall because adam's on his fucking way and we need you filling those seats it's yeah i i can actually feel within myself like a very dark stirring about Mm -hmm. the malaise that long-term living in this situation would put you in. Just yeah, the idea yeah. of like, is this communism? <laughs> um, and, and, uh, another, I guess, supporting argument here is the fact that, so the, the party at the end, the yeah. 80s party at the end. So that was um, on a whim. Yeah. It was not planned. <laughs> That's right. It, no, there was no invitation really sent. Like everyone. It was, it was uh, the biggest party in the world. Just, just an idea. That, it was uh, organized at the start of the day. Yeah, I also like to think that... Everyone had costumes. Yeah, I like to think this explains why there were so many people dressed as Prince. It was yeah. just like a miscommunication. <laughs> <laughs> there was more panic. There was meant to be one Prince. What are you doing? I'm going to ruin the illusion. <laughs> what is the communication network between everyone who is an Adam Sandler and his family? Because you're right. This is spread purely through you know, word of network. mouth. It's a whisper network. Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, some of Lenny's old friends from the Jay Giles band are showing up. Yeah. <laughs> They've installed a stage and speakers mm. and a light show. Mm. Yeah. But then to play Centerfold, it's all like, yeah, this is shit well, happens fast in this well, town. Yeah. Well, when Tim Meadows gets choked out and then everyone comes out and then there's Shaq there who's like, oh, you strangled my brother. How does he know so quickly? <laughs> well, presumably the police got called. Well, yeah, yeah but it's like yeah. a split second. And they're not really. The mm. trick and they don't is, care. and I think this is further support of the argument, they're not really police officers. <laughs> there aren't actually cops in this mm. town. There are two guys who yeah. are dressed up like police yeah, officers. and they do point a live gun. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> dressed up two guys like cops and were like, yeah, do what you like. And these, to be and cops. The, those guns are going off, which I assume because no one gets actually shot. They're just full of yeah, blanks. It's blanks, right? Yeah. It's all blanks. Uh, well, Maybe there's a secret police we don't see, but they're dressed in <laughs> Oh, civvies. God. Well, now we are talking communism <laughs> with secret police. And the, 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 what I love in retrospect, I didn't figure this out at the time, is the censors deemed it appropriate to remove... Like, like the teacher ball kids looking at the teacher yep. joke. However, the bit where Peter Dante says the Peter Dante who sold your parents snowmobile and sold it for crack cocaine is gone. <laughs> <laughs> they kept in. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Also, all of like all of Nick Swardson's sort of Gay, panicky sort of storyline. That's all in there. The kids need to see yeah, that. That's yeah, 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 yeah. That's oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Making out with a dog is good, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Maybe it is. It, the, it is. The way that, like, the mo- So there's one thing I want to talk about uh, about um, the ending of the film and the messaging of the film. Yeah. 
uh, that is very, very strange. But just going back to the gay panicky uh-huh. stuff real yeah. quick. This movie handles that stuff so weird because with Nick Swanson, they're like, what a freak. Yeah. But then with the yoga teacher, they're like, it's very normal. This is a very normal thing. <laughs> yep. Who cares? Yeah. Well, He's Truman in yeah. this movie, to be honest. Like, he... That was what radiated from the screen this time. I was like, the guy, yeah, the the, the yoga instructor is the one sane man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, excuse the turn of phrase, but he's playing the whole thing straight. Yeah, like, yeah. He's a straight man in this crazy world around his, it. His, uh, the way that that yoga class or whatever it is runs is so crazy, which, like, you know, obviously there's a weird moment with the janitor before yeah. where John Lovitz comes in and makes so everyone good. bounce It's genuinely still so funny. Yeah, yeah. John Lovitz <laughs> rocks. John Lovitz is... Um, that much John Lovitz in a movie is honestly incredible. It's delightful. <laughs> but then this like it, it's weird. All of these people have come, like all of these women have come in for this class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that none of them are talking about the fact that it's a new class or it's a new constructor. They're all just there, like this is something we do. Mm-hmm. And then the instructor comes in and is like, hi. And no one's met him. No one knows who this guy is. He's like, this is a new cause. Yeah. I'm a new guy. Yeah. This does go to the Adam Sandler owns the town theory, though, because it's like, now I'm imagining there's a notice board and it's like, today's activities. You could go to a yoga <laughs> yeah. class or learn parasailing. I like um, as well that if, if Adam Sandler's hired the yoga instructor, he's like, it feels like he's getting too deep. He's like, I mm-hmm. need a guy for my wife to find very attractive. attractive. But you gotta be gay. Yeah, yeah. Or else I'm too threatened. Yeah, but also, oh, he better be. there's a point in the movie where he doesn't know he's gay. So Adam, Sa- I think Adam Sandler's losing track of what's <laughs> real and what isn't. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the, the, another <laughs> argument for this being basically everyone at Adam Sandler's whim is props. Yeah. So that little monkey... That gets ripped to shreds by a deer. Yeah. This uh, instructor somehow, just by by sewing magic, sews it up like it's brand new. And if you look at that uh, stuffed animal, it doesn't got like so, like, it doesn't got like shitty. No, it's a brand uh, new monkey. It's a brand new monkey that they've tracked down. Like someone in production. You can bet they've got a warehouse full of those fucking (laughs) monkeys somewhere. Yeah, someone someone in production has to track down that and be like, say you sewed this uh, because we've got a great third act finale. We've paid an actor to lose his nuts to a deer. It's going to be great. There's there's a scene I really want to see with the yoga instructor, which mm. is when when Higgins is it's a deleted scene. Yeah. When Higgins is rolling through town, they roll past Selma Hayek's boutique business store, and outside of it, she's standing there with I don't know if it, which kids, but I know that she's with Becky, their daughter, because the yoga instructor's standing outside like a new sort of louder shirt, and Becky's on his shoulders. Yeah, and it's oh, like yeah. it's seen. It's part of the world. Like, Becky and him know each other later on when they're in the supermarket. She yeah. calls him Stud Muffin. Like, there's a whole scene of him bonding with the family, <laughs> yeah. shopping with the family, yeah. like, doing all of the stuff that they're like, we don't need it. And the idea of any scene in this movie being like, we don't need it, when you don't need any of them. Like, how do they make those decisions? <laughs> What's the distinction? <laughs> so, Adam Sandler running the town. The movie... Because the, the messaging of this movie goes against usually what these exact type of movies are because what happens in this film is that people that are aging show they're all in their presumably 40s yeah yeah early 50s maybe usually what happens in movies like this it's like it's okay that you're losing your youth yeah but this movie takes the opposite stance which is nostalgia is fucking awesome (laughs) kids are fucked (laughs) uh and like living in the 80s fucking rules and adults will always run this fucking town and live in the past relive your past glories it's still awesome if you peaked in high school don't worry that's actually still cool that's sick also uh, also in terms of more adam sandler fuckery so he tells his kid how like is how you pick up you know the the, the, the The three steps you gotta get him smiling 
say they got a sweet smile, and then you got to ask them on a date. And before they realize you're fugly, yeah, 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 yeah. fugly. And then you know you, you see this with this kid doing that, but the kid is being at his at his 1950s uh, ice, cream ice cream shop parlor, yeah. Uh, and his old, I guess, Adam Sandler's old friend is you know his boss, and he's Colin also, Quinn. He's yeah. mentoring his kid <laughs> to kind of be like the next Adam Sandler. Oh no, because he's saying your dad did this and it worked on your like you know your mum basically. He's like somebody's going to need to keep running yeah. the town, and then maybe my wife, and then he hits another kid with uh, something. Yeah, no, I don't know. <laughs> then he bra- he brains. A woman who works at the ice cream parlor with a scoop. Yeah. Her name's Tanya, by the all, way. Like, stunt actors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's not. She's not she was a yoga she's, instructor she's... who got roped in for a day on set. <laughs> yeah. We met her in Los we, Angeles. We met her. We we uh, we had a real journey trying to like figure out who this woman was, and uh, eventually figured it out. Met her. She's super lovely. That's like the one movie she's ever done. <laughs> Which is like, and this speaks to the 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 yeah. let's zoom out of grown ups too, but in real life, like yeah. Happy Madison Productions, she just her dad was like friends with someone, and she wound up in the movie. And I think that's most Adam Sandler flicks. <laughs> we joked earlier about tricking Adam Sandler into thinking we were part of Happy Madison Productions, but I feel like if we were just you, you got to get on set. And then you're in the movie. I feel yeah. like that's all you need to do. Adam Sandler, I know that Gr- uh, Grown Ups Three was greenlit. And I know that your production was halted and it still hasn't come out. There is still time to cast (laughs) all five of us. You know, if you want to bring your production to New Zealand and also then Melbourne, (laughs) I'm sure there's some tax breaks there. This is not the way. Ask forgiveness, not permission. We find out where (laughs) it is being shot. I think we just all turn up holding booms. No one will question us. And then we just drift our way into frame Mm. when they're shooting. Mm. Wait until there's a scene with five people, five people, five booms. We're in. <laughs> Do you think if you lived in this town, this Adam Sandler town, you would be getting worried? Like, I feel like what we're seeing is the point where Adam Sandler's sort of losing his mind. Like, previously, mm. we're seeing a town where Adam Sandler's trying to recapture the nostalgia of his childhood. And he's like, this is, uh, we're going to open a 1950s ice yeah. cream shop. But now Hold he's... On, Jackson. <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt you, but do you think there's a good point in the town being dictated by one man? I, I think that would have been a, su- a sweet spot while everyone was like, yeah. I don't have to work. Yeah. I get a, a basic income from yeah. Adam Sandler, but now like, we're at a point where Adam Sandler the night before mm. is like, let a deer into my home yeah, yeah, yeah. to piss on my son. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes to sleep and everybody who works at the production is like, he's losing it. He's like, later on, we're going to fight some children. And you're yeah. like, I don't know how much longer I can sustain this in Adam Sandler's <laughs> maniac town. you got to imagine when it, before it first all kicked off, it would have been this like, you know, middle of America, just, you know, yeah. whole town falling apart. Things, there's just no money to make it, you know, uh, to do basic repairs or beautification. And then this guy comes in, cock the wall. And he's like, I got this idea. I will reinvigorate this whole town. Yeah. But I own you. Yeah. Um, and you're like, well, how, what do you mean by that? Like, but I'm at first, you... maybe it's a fine deal. Yeah. At first, maybe you don't mind doing it, you know? But it's then. Kind of like a serfdom. Yeah, you know? exactly. You're like, Adam Sandler is my king. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I just got to till the fields. Those fields are uh, kind Entertaining of. Entertaining Adam Sandler, yeah. yeah. It's a Jeff Bezos sort of approach to capitalism. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. It's. it's it, well, what do you guys um, think? was the original industry that was sort of the backbone of this town when it actually existed legitimately. Well, it feels like that what may have probably happened is based on the buildings and stuff that we've seen, apart from the Kmart, everything is... And the movie sort of makes a point of it, is that the town... And I think that this is probably more heavily in the first Grown Ups, although I remember Grown Ups 1 being set in a cabin, but I could be misremembering. Yeah. Yeah. But no, that's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, fuck yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. 
They go oh, to a lake somewhere on yeah, holiday. Yeah, well done. Yeah, Cancel going to Milan. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's legend stuff, bro. Yeah, yeah wow. Dude, I'm, dude I'm, I'm actually fucking on one right now. Um, <laughs> Joel, I feel like you were going somewhere with that. What, what is the architecture telling us? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the way that the town is, is like, it's very much like since Adam Sandler left, the town kind of stayed the same and got mm, like yeah. kind of decrepit. Like the fact the ice cream shop, it's not that it reopened. It's just the same one that yeah. he used to go to as a yeah, kid. Sure. You've got like a lot of things, like even just like repair shops and stuff like that is things he remember. Like, cause like it's just things how like everything kind of just stayed the same. Yeah. Except for Kmart. Which yeah, sure. Kmart yeah. feels new. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the town was so probably talking, is it like an old like uh is like a, is it a mining town that logging kind of all dried up logging a quarry what's in a quarry stone there's a lot yeah. of brick <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that's telling us but there's a lot like the, 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 the right yeah it feels like a lot of the buildings are brick I'm, when I, in the I, exterior in my head I remember a lot of weatherboard mm. I, oh, interesting I feel I I feel like they probably um there's a train station I feel like it was maybe a gateway town. You have a lot of people through, yeah, a lot of people right. coming to visit, you know. So like, maybe Cole's going through there. Oh, yeah. like mm. or, sort of, uh, or maybe there's a train station and the weather seems nice. Maybe it was yeah. kind of like a tourist, a tourist destination. Town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, it could be like an old, like, sort of in, in you know, Australia where we have like those old gold rush towns. Oh, yeah, yeah true, yeah. true, so true. It's kind of built up there and then, like, you know, uh, over time, no one really gives a shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it seems like, like you really is. want it to be a mining town, but I think, unfortunately, based on the amount of greenery and stuff we well, see, it's yeah. probably What's not. What's the where where where, the, where they jump? Is mm. that a quarry? Is that's that a flooded saying, that, quarry? That was a quarry. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. I don't understand quarries. What's a quarry? A quarry is like a mine. Okay, it's like a mine. You don't go in. You just go on. Jackson, you got the big brain on Jackson. Joel and I are doing faces at each other now, which is not going to get picked up on a podcast, but we're having fun. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, okay, so there's a quarry. Yeah, quarries are mines. It yeah. seems like it could probably be a college town too, which yeah. I know you said towards yeah. the start well, of the episode. Well, I think that depends, and I was going to ask this question. Are the college kids in on it? Well, or and, is uh, the college separate and they found this horrible the little... The college, yeah. it is suggested, is sort of within the greater mm. vicinity of the sort of catchment of the town, but they had to travel in mm. to yeah, sort okay. of get to where the, the growing-ups hang out i i am on board for the mining thing yeah because mm. i think the quarry is like our one great clue here <laughs> it's the mm. one thing we that can combined with the rail yeah. infrastructure this yeah. this makes perfect sense to me yeah. so we initially we had mineral resources maybe gold yeah um it went to shit mm-hmm. which has happened we, we've spent a little bit of time in kentucky and west virginia in the states yeah. and I, we've seen firsthand the yeah. devastating effects happens do. all the time. Of, um, well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when, the, when, the... when the ass falls out of these places, it's uh, it, it's terrible. Drugs come in mm-hmm. and ruin society. Yeah. Thank God for Adam Sandler yeah. at Kmart. He would have seemed he... like a yeah. godsend when he first arrived. Here's a guy who left the town, yeah, yeah, so already yeah. there's bitterness that he's gone. But he comes back, mm-hmm. and he comes back, pockets deep. He yeah. says, hey. Let me buy your town. Yeah. Everybody's like, what? Well, what does that mean? But okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. And he's like, now entertain me as a, kind of like a well, gesture. Think, this is my court. See, I think that starts slowly. Yeah, yeah, Adam Sandler, here's what I imagine. Say I, say I work at, uh, I don't know, the service uh-huh. station. That I'm, at, I'm at the 7-Eleven. But Adam Sandler likes hanging out with me. At first, I'm just working at the service station. Yeah. But then one day he arrives and he's like, hey, let's go ride go-karts or whatever. And I'm like, well, I got a job. And he's like, that's ah, fine. You can, you can just leave it. Then slowly I leave it more and more. And then I have to only go there five minutes a day. And then not at all. 
But it doesn't matter because everybody's getting paid Sorry, by Adam Sandler. You know what? Adam, yeah. I feel like Adam Sandler would not like, you know, and this this holds true in the movie, is it's like your boss at the service station would be like, hey, if you're not going to show up, that's fine, but you don't work here anymore. Mm. Yeah. Like, no, you don't understand. Like a big part of the appeal for Adam is that I still work here. Yeah. So like, <laughs> I'm going to come in a uniform and do like yeah. five minutes. And I, you, don't, you, know, like, you don't have to pay me. I'm not on the payroll, but it's just so important we keep this going. What, what about what about this though? It's like your options are you go and do your um, job. I'm yeah. doing air quotes. You can't catch it in an audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah oh, yeah. you could if I said it like this. Your job. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nailed it, nailed it. Nailed or... You're hanging out with Adam Sandler, like that's your life in the town. So you're, mm. you're sort of the elasticity of the hours that you work are, are inversely proportionate to your proximity to Adam Sandler. Yeah. Well, if you are sense. close to Adam Sandler, you do not have to spend really any time at all at your job. Mm. But if you are far away from Adam Sandler's social circle, yeah. you must be at your place of work. It sounds so scary to be in as in a circle and <laughs> be like on call yeah. or whatever. He's doing. Oh, yeah. I'd rather do the job. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, think... I'd rather work at Kmart. Well, yeah, me too. <laughs> I would pick Kmart well, as well. well guess, this is scary. Well, you mentioned that, yeah, with all these towns, the bottom falls out and a lot of people go to drugs and that kind yeah. of stuff. But if you look at some of the adults who do have like the jobs in this uh, town, a lot of them seem that they were maybe drug fucked. Yeah, prior. yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking of maybe you've got like three examples here. You've got the bus driver who was clearly like... Uh, I, I think mean, Adam Sandler was so yeah. entertained by how he was mm. pre-Adam Sandler yeah. coming in. He's like, you can stay on drugs. You can stay on drugs. <laughs> but he's, he seems the kind of guy who's like just like addled because he's had years of abuse. Yeah. And this is maybe his recovering, but the damage has been done. You then have... Uh, uh, perhaps John Lovitz, yeah, who I think is definitely a reformed criminal of some kind, <laughs> yeah. and then also the principal of some kind. Yeah. The and guy is clearly a pervert. Yeah. He has been arrested yeah. for sexual yes. crimes, and the word "reformed" is also pretty generous. <laughs> the drugs he was addicted to, yeah, yeah. pervert pills, <laughs> yeah, pervert pills, uh, and then yes, the uh, the the principal, yeah, uh, clearly is. Seemed like maybe had connections to the mob at one point. Well, and it also beautifully explains the incompetence of the people who aren't within Adam Sandler's inner circle. If Adam Sandler just lined up everyone in town, yeah. it was like janitor, principal, yeah, yoga yeah, yeah. instructor, cops. bus driver. Well, cop, like is cop. anyone who has a job doing the job well? No, the ice cream store guy makes. I- oh no, because ice cream store guy also gets tricked into making it look like he's taking a big. I shit. can't. Yeah. I cannot get past the Adam Sandler job lottery. Right at the start of <laughs> yeah. some, you all just line up yep. and he just walks along and he yep. points at different people and tells them what they're going to be I, I doing. Say- his version of for the fucking yeah, yeah, next yeah. three months. I would say that Peter Dante does a like he takes his job as a cop really seriously, mm-hmm. but then I did have a flash of that genuinely comedic moment in the movie where the fight has started to break out at the party mm. and Adam Sandler's wife says somebody call the police yeah. <laughs> out of the crowd Peter Dante is wearing nothing but skis yeah. a speedo and a foam dome that's got like eight cans of beer around his head and says we're already here <laughs> he knows how ridiculous yeah. it is to they even understand. imagine him as a real police yeah. officer a lot of them understand so what this like uh, town is yeah I it's think. Ba- when he says we're already here, it's sarcastic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. already here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the, in the college students, the beautiful Lonely Island uh, who are just kind of like gyrating on a car. Yeah. Clearly that feels also like maybe that's a great gag that Adam Sandler <laughs> wanted to play on one of his good yeah. friends. Yeah. So I feel even when that Kevin James's wife is like, I didn't expect this. She, she means knew. like it wasn't she on the knew. itinerary. Yeah. Like, no, I think it was on the itinerary because <laughs> yeah. she's like, I didn't expect this. Big smile and a wink. But Adam called up or 
Larry, whatever his name was, called up and was like, I got a great job. As Kevin James watches balls squish against his window, he's like, oh. this is what I'm paid for. So. That was the best acting Kevin James did in the whole movie was mm. when he got to pretend to be actually homophobic. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, was, did that scene make it into the Netflix cut? Yeah, great question. Yeah. Um, yes, although I've got a weird feeling it was shorter. Yeah, oh. it felt like it really blew by. Like it went, you know... When it was brought up just then, I was like, was that in there? It was in there. There's definitely, yes, the, the joke and stuff is yeah. in there. You get that shot of them walking towards the car. But in mm. the cut that guy and I are used to, it's an probably you saw. saw. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of like body parts being squished against windows yeah. and stuff. And another funny reveal with that scene, which, yeah. again, yeah. It's, it's, it is worth probably noting the jokes that do land in this movie. Because yep. you can cover them in one podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cutting to the fact that the driving instructor and the kid are the other car. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. No, yeah. That's good. That's a good time. Good stuff. <laughs> Uh, I also think that again, if you if you look at this, where some people may have lost themselves in the role, yeah. a little bit too much. If you, there's the scene where they go uh, in in the supermarket, and this is, I think, where Adam Sandler is like, I'm going to have this great confrontation with who I think my wife is like crushing on, yeah, um, the yoga instructor, and so he wants to have this conversation, this scripted conversation that he wants to have there, yeah. But then the woman who is just obsessed with him. Yeah. comes in and I feel that that bit she's lost herself in the role. Yeah, well, and Adam Sandler doesn't like. See, this. I don't. Yeah, see, I don't know. I I'm still firmly of the belief that Adam Sandler has lost himself in the role. <laughs> no, Adam see, Sandler's really struggling in this movie to tell the difference between reality mm, and I, his own created fiction. I have a theory that this scene I think very heavily implies, yeah. which is that Adam Sandler bought the town, but it was never his intention for it to become oh. Adam Sandlerville. Oh. But the town, as time goes by, is so scared he's going to leave. <laughs> so they ah. are like secretly coming together to make sure that everything. Oh. Like, we can't have him leave. He needs to They're have the secret police. <laughs> yeah, the the whole. And town. this is why there can be no such thing as a benevolent dictator. Yeah. Because <laughs> even when the dictator has the best of intentions and doesn't want to mess with anything, the mere fact that that much power is centralized to a focal yeah. point changes the behavior of everyone in it. Yeah, because yeah, that scene yeah. in the supermarket where there's, I mean, that's also a pretty good scene where he's trying to have the confrontation with the yoga instructor, but then you've also got girlfriend from sixth grade coming yeah. in, mm. and like there's so yeah. much conflict, and Adam Her Sandler's like, yeah. I have well. no idea what's happening, but none of this seems good for <laughs> yeah. me, so let's go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He checks out of that. That's also, <laughs> something that has no payoff because it seems like the summer Hayek. Mm. With the person that dated yeah, Adam Sandler yeah. in sixth grade is like, you're delusional. Yeah. But then she eats the note as if to be like, don't even think about it. Mm. But Adam Sandler's like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What does this note yeah, mean? Right. Huh. Yeah, and then there's made, no made, payoff yeah, for that. because yeah, yeah. well, like, well, she kicks her in the head. Yeah, she kicks her in the head. Uh, that's true. <laughs> she does kick it's her in the head. It's also very telling that, that his child's driving instructor and his wife's assistant are married. Yeah. That's just very like, I don't know, two people close to my family connect him up. Yeah. I can't stop thinking, and forgive me for not remembering their names, yeah. the bold family that keep going, what? what? Imagine that if that's Adam Sandler's choice. I want this family to behave like this. You mm. as the dad have to be like, I'm sorry, son, you're going to have to say this horrible yeah, catchphrase. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing we can do about it. I want to make it really clear for the people listening mm. that literally in the movie Grown Ups 2, there are three characters <laughs> who are in one family and they try to get the word what across the line as a catchphrase. Yeah. They're trying to float that as like a, Let's get it on merch catchphrase in the film. It is fucking I, insane. I feel like they're they're really close to Adam Sandler, and 
they've started phoning it in. Mm. They're like, I'm actually running out of ways to engage with him when he comes yeah. along. What? So how, like, how small can I make it? Yeah. Like, can I reduce it to that it's still serviceable? Yeah. And Adam Sandler's so discombobulated by what's happening that every time they're like, what? He's like, well, that is what they say. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I pay him for. I pay him for that yeah. what? That does like, you know, you know, call back to that like nostalgic era where like catchphrases were just a huge yeah, part yeah, yeah. of media. And so that could just be things of being like, That's what I want. I miss yeah. this. I miss when this happened. Do this what? Do the what? Yeah, yeah. Do the what? Make your wife do the what? I <laughs> am totally blown away by where we got to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's unexpected. I really yeah. I, I honestly I I feel like we stumbled into a theory that holds water mm-hmm. that yep. actually stands up to yeah. scrutiny. Yeah. Like there's there's a, a real sense of pride I'm feeling. I'm feeling very <laughs> yeah, proud yeah. of guy. So we don't often feel I've that been, after an episode. Yeah, it's rare for us honest. to come to yeah. what you might call a what what the layman would call a conclusion. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we should be proud of ourselves yeah, yeah, today for like, what we achieved. Yeah, well I think yeah, like Adam Sandler might be in charge. I think I'm going around to more the J D theory, which is like Adam Sandler injected this town with a lot of money. And the town are being like, I guess he is our king and we need to service him unbeknownst to him. And I think in many ways that still remains a mm. consummate metaphor for what's happening in Happy Madison Productions, yeah. where Adam Sandler, despite, you know, he he is responsible for all of these people, but also these people are sort of responsible for it. Well, I yeah. think it still works. I well, think exactly, it's still an effective metaphor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No one's going to tell Adam Sandler in the town, no, I don't want to do that because they fear the implications. Yeah, and Adam and- Sandler could never stop because... All of these people rely yeah. on him so heavily. You know, it's a kind of horrible catch yeah. 22. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. really is. And sometimes, in the same way that Happy Madison and in the town, sometimes he goes on holiday, like he gets shoulder tapped to go and do something of interest, which is like he gets, he leaves, mm. he leaves the town to go on a holiday and experience what life's like as an actual goes, person. Goes to Hawaii. City. Yeah. That's yeah. a girl who's got amnesia. Dates go, her, marries her. Go and work with the Safety Brothers in New York on a diamond movie. That's yeah, right. Yeah, get, in, get involved in the diamond trade. Yeah. Get addicted to gambling. <laughs> Run up some debts. Yeah. Shot in the head. Dies. Yeah. Fine again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it must be nice living in the town when um, this Adam Sandler does go on an actual yeah, holiday because yeah. I feel like it might be a nice break. Yeah. Mm. Quick question round the horn, if I may. Is, Please. Is I, I, th- I feel like we're closing things up. Yeah. Um, who would rather work in, in the construct of Grown Ups 2 for Kmart and who for Adam Sandler? Or with all we know. I am very much Team Adam Sandler. Yep. Um, it means that not only is my life chaos all the time, I'm sort of also getting to live a second uh, teenage dream of mine, which is to be a member of the Jackass crew. Yeah, yeah. sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, yeah, yeah. So I feel like that that's two birds, one stone for yeah. me. Um, so yeah, yeah, as close to Adam Sandler as possible. Yeah. Make me... Uh, Part of that crew. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, definitely yeah. Team Sandman. Uh, sometimes I don't like decisions, mm. so I feel this uh, would smooth out my brain somewhat, yeah. and um, I'm kind of at their whimsy. I think I would pick living uh, close to Adam Sandler because I think the most appropriate place for me at any point in history would have been a medieval jester mm. being like, spit in me eye, my lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I think that's basically, yeah. I would slot right in. Jackson, truly a cuck for the ages. Oh, yeah, we have no dignity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's so many things we would do for cash. Yeah, uh, yourself. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm blown away by that. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> I'd have to work at Kmart, and I know that the hours are harder, and I know it's a, a more challenging mm. graft. But to me, the freedom of power of movement, knowing 
where my daytime and nighttime hours are <laughs> and like oh, yeah. just being in proximity to the Sandler Circus and being like, I don't think it would be difficult to, to. I think it wouldn't be difficult to get in. I think it looks pretty fucking tough to get yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you've made your Sandler beds there, boys. Yeah. And um, I'm just going to look at you from behind the gun shelf at Kmart yeah. and say... Godspeed, better yeah. you than me. Yeah, I'm 100 percent with Guy as well. I'm I'm team came out all the way, and it's like it's an interesting thing because mm. it's um it, autonomy is so important to me, and literally I think I would be working way more hours at the Kmart, but it's just that sense of like I feel like I am in control of my own destiny yeah. at Kmart. Okay. Am I earning minimum wage? Yes, but no one can mm. yank me out to go to a recital on the turn of a dime. Yeah, I think uh, if Adam Sandler you know. woke me up at 2am and was like, you got to put lobsters down your pants, have them bite your balls. Yeah. Uh, I'd be like, this is where I'm meant to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, yes, thank you for making this decision <laughs> for me, Adam. Right. I don't need to make these decisions. I will. Yeah. A dream of, I think, both myself and Jack yeah, is to yeah. one day be controlled by like uh, Remy the Rat situation. Yeah, a Ratatouille situation is um, basically... <laughs> Sweet yeah. paradise, yeah, for the both of us. So, like, just to be a big fleshy mech for Adam Sandler would kind of be a dream come yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> do what you want, Adam. Let me be your meat jester. I just think that subservience is yeah. oh. is really where I, I need to be. In I would just like I mean, to the say the podcast that... is going somewhere else right now. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do merch? Because put that on a t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, maybe you a fleshy mech for Adam. Uh, I'd just like to say that. Whilst I am team working for Adam, I'm there for the chaos of it. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. do do I do enjoy making choices and the idea of being so subservient. Yeah. That isn't me. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't know what that means. But I do. <laughs> I am leaning also like because Kmart also seems chaotic because like I guess most of your job is just cleaning up rafts that have been. Most <laughs> <activated laughs> your job in is dealing store. with Adam Sandler. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, you do lose a lot. Yeah, yeah. You lose a lot of agency because basically <laughs> the main people are coming at Adam and his cronies, and you are powerless to. Stop them from doing <laughs> yeah. it. All of you have forgotten that Nick Swardson puts a real human turd into the display toy. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you're in there. Yeah. 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 yeah he does and that. You huh? think you're out. You're not out. Yeah. You can work at Kmart yeah. all you like. That's the trick. Even if you work for Kmart, you're working for Adam Sandler. You'll have lobsters on your balls and you won't even be getting paid for it. <laughs> you're at the party. You're in the fight. You're also at the recital if you're Tim Meadows, who is the only person yeah. we see working at Kmart. At least. We understand True. the value of money. You don't get paid in dollars. Everything is free. You have no idea what a life actually is like. You're you don't know what a life town. is actually like because you haven't been inside a tire rolling down a hill. You don't know. You've yeah. never lived. You've even never now, lived. even in this, even in this thought exercise, there is a separation between those of us who work at Kmart and those of us who are under the Sandler umbrella. And this is what they want. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't know what it feels like with a tire just slamming into your nuts at <laughs> yeah, 200 exactly. miles an hour. <laughs> you don't know that beautiful pain. You haven't Joy. lived until you've potentially experienced what your last moments yeah. of life could, of Earth could be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. We yeah. could die at any yeah. moment. Life yeah. is valuable. We're living to on the edge. edge. You've live never it, been strung up moment. by your feet on a bus for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what that's like. Exhilarating. Yes, I, I actually, I, I will join Guy in that. I think that all of this can be summed up by the beautiful lyrics of Ario Speedwagon, which are the first words we hear as the credits roll. <laughs> Live every moment, love every day, because before you know it, your precious time slips away. Yeah, mm. wow. It's a message for all of us. Yeah, that's that true. Is, that that's is something so that I think, no matter if yeah. you're Team Kmart or Team Sandman, that yeah. is something that you should absolutely, you know, you take too. away from it's this something episode. we can all get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Have that tattooed across. 
across your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And on that note, I've been Joel. I've also been Joel. I've been Jackson. And I've been Guy. I've been Tim Kmart Band. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We have been Plumbing the Death Star and... We have been the worst idea of all time. Anyone want to... Should we plug any... Pluggables? Oh, yeah, because this is coming out during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Oh! If that's Mm. true, buy a ticket, come watch Guy Montgomery do stand-up comedy. I do not mention Grown Ups 2 once. (laughs) And Um, uh, if you are coming for us... um, yeah, go see Guy Montgomery. Go see Guy Montgomery. Uh, yeah, yeah. Show uh, <laughs> tickets will be available available now. Uh, yeah. Links in the show notes, I believe. I also believe that we're plugging the entire festival. So if you're in Melbourne or yeah. you can get to Melbourne, go yeah. to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Buy tickets. Buy every ticket imaginable. Yep. Anytime there's a deal, snap those oh tickets my up. Oh yeah. Tight Tuesdays. Deals. Oh, you better believe we're going yeah. on a Tuesday. These guys know what they're talking about. <laughs> Important that you. Do buy tickets to Guy's show yeah, first. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. then with <laughs> all that extra money, yeah. which we know you've all got, yeah, podcast yeah. listeners. Yeah, yeah. Stimulate <laughs> Melbourne's economy and the comedy scene yeah. by going to buy Guy Montgomery's comedy show. <laughs> what was that, uh, the title of that show once again? Guy Montgomery by name, Guy Montgomery by nature. Yes. Yeah. So that's Remember that. So that's Guy Montgomery by name, Guy Montgomery by nature. Go buy tickets now. It if you can't now. make it, it's fine. And buy tickets. Yeah. Guy loves performing to a half-empty room, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. provided that he knows it's in theory yeah, sold yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. From exactly. Australia, can if you not you, get to Melbourne? If you're still right do now it. living in the US or the UK yeah. or somewhere where you can't quite travel, uh, if you don't even have a passport, it's fine. Go on to the the, the Micah website and just search for Guy Montgomery and buy you know those what? tickets. I've changed my mind. The show's <laughs> off. Don't come. <laughs> Uh, this has been Plumbing the Death Star, worst idea of all time. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, subscribe to both of our podcasts. Mm. 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm hitting stop right there. There's such a like, strangely menacing tone for that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want more of this bullshit but don't want the commitment of Sans Pants Plus? I get it. Too many shows, a good chunk of them are D&D, and I don't know if you know this, but that shit is for nerds, and RSS feeds are confusing as all hell. So we've teamed up with ACAST to provide a plumbing sampler. For five US bucks a month, you get a monthly bonus episode not available on the regular feed, as well as our monthly What If show that was, until now, only available to Sans Pants Kings. That's two extra episodes a month, an increase of 50% more bullshit. You also get episodes without any dynamic ad insertions and the undying gratitude. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ...of one of the hosts of your choice. Just head to plus.acast.com slash s slash plumbing the death star or there's a link in the show notes which will be a lot easier to navigate. Once again, that URL I just said...